Welcome to Much More Much Year with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Aunt Imagination production. So guys, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me and Sam. It's kind of cool. Every once in a while we get to have, we get to double team you. So it's kind of interesting. And Noah, you are the writer and director of this film, Dragon Eats Eagle. It releases December 13. Is that video on demand? Is that streaming? Is it everywhere? So it's on Tubi and Amazon Prime actually right now. So so we, through the distributor, it they basically have like a rollout release okay. in a way. And so first it was Amazon Prime and now on Tubi. Um, and it was in mid-November actually when it released. Uh, and so technically it's out right now and everybody can go see it because, and on Tubi's free. So, you know, go see it whenever. I'm so sorry. They told me December 13th, but I'm excited that it's out now. And you're right. Tubi is incredible for free stuff. <laughs> Tubi's great. It, it it doesn't get enough uh, credit, Tubi. I mean, like when I learned about Tubi, they're like, oh, like the film would be on Tubi and all that. I was like, I've never really like, you know, watched much on Tubi. Now I've been watching a lot of things. They got, I've like gone to anime recently. They got anime stuff. So yeah, I was. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of like free 99. So yeah. <laughs> Tubi, Tubi is, it's been a real, um, a real boon, a real friend to a lot of independent films as well, which is kind of cool. These films, people might not, you know, unless you're, you know, scrolling and scrolling through like, you know, Amazon Prime or HBO Max or whatever. You're like, oh, this looks kind of cool. But Tubi's like, hey, this is cool. Check it out. So that's kind of, that's kind of neat. And we have Harrison. He plays the part of Tucker in the film. Welcome, Harrison. You're welcome. I'm going to let Sam take over. Sam, go go for it. Okay. All right. Um, So, Noah, uh, I I love, there's so much about this film that I love. It was um, like one of the first things that jumped out at me was uh, like all of the throwback to the public service announcements from the 50s and 60s. I thought that was really cool. And it really reminded me of Bioshock. Um, So kind of a nerdy question, like, did that come into your thinking at all? Or is that just me reading my own interests into it? How, how do you know <laughs> do you know that i love bioshock i love that's my favorite video game of all time no i had no idea um but that was the first thing that came to mind when i saw that I was like oh my gosh this reminds me so much of like that underwater thing in, in bioshock when they're going down in like the bathosphere or whatever um yes yeah, yeah i mean i always i always thought like bringing in kind of like historical i, I mean the film has a lot of like history in it just like in the dialogue mm-hmm. even and so like i always i I tried to get as much like footage as I could through like Library of Congress and stuff like that um, to just add to like elements. And there's so much, there's so many great things out there now um, from the 50s, from the 60s uh, that are extremely relevant. And it was kind of eye-opening when I was like going through like the editing process and like seeing these these old videos and these this old footage and like how how like history really does repeat itself in so so many facets and I was like this this fits literally right here like right after this scene this just like adds like a nice like cherry on top to this one idea or this one concept so yeah I, I'm glad that I'm glad that registered and uh it, I awesome. had like I had like one friend come to me he's like he's like well I think there's too much and like you're but you're making the film longer than it needs to be but I was like but that line about Lincoln is so good. How are you going to take that out or like stuff like that? So I love it. I love the historical footage and it adds a sense of like kind of nuance to it. And uh, yeah, thank you. Very cool. Awesome. So Harrison, how did you get involved in the project? What's, what's your story and in, in getting involved with all this? 
Um, actually, Noah uh, reached out to, she was my girlfriend at the time. She's my wife now. Um, she reached, he reached out to use her as the, uh, as the DP. And okay. uh, we were living together and she mentioned she's doing this project. And then uh, Noah hit me up and was like, hey, you know, w- would you be interested in possibly doing this? And uh, I said, yeah, absolutely. Like it was, it was a passion project of his and anybody who's any passion project that I, I also believe in, I, I'm down for. Um, and it was a funny coincidence that we have the last same last name just spelled differently. Um, uh-huh. So I was like, all right, that's uh, maybe the universe telling me, uh, you know, <laughs> something. Cool. Cool. Um, so it, it seems like the film is kind of a, an equal opportunity hater. Um, that, that you, it, at least my impression was that you tried to not rail too hard on one side versus the other. Um, again, was that, is that me trying to be fair and unbiased or do, where do you, are you kind of pointing a finger at somebody? I, I, I really think it's just having fun. I, I wanted, first of all, I, I wanted to get into filmmaking because I have like this one idea for a sci-fi movie that I always wanted to do. And so until I get to that point, you know, like I, I, I would, you know, I don't shy away from anything. And so I had one eccentric fellow come to me and, and talk about, you know, you should make a movie about COVID and all that stuff. And I was like, that's just low hanging fruit. I don't really want to do that. But then when uh, I met Harrison and I, I knew Charlie, the, the guy who plays uh, Ralph at the time, and I watched a, a movie called Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are Dead uh, with yes. uh, Gary Oldman and, and uh, Tim Roth. And I loved the buddy comedy of it and how there were these two nincompoops running around this grandiose play. And I was like, you know what, 2016 to 2020, there is kind of like a Hamlet type of like scenario going on. It'd be funny if we just have two government agents kind of wandering around doing absurd things. I think I'd make a good comedy. And at the same time, we just make fun of things along the way. And that's really what it was. It all came out of fun. I never wanted to poke fingers or do anything like that. But I always figured that, you know, people, people laugh at controversy. Some of the best jokes ever are, you know, like the best, you know, the most universal joke is like, oh, you want to make God laugh, make a plan today. Every joke has somebody to point a finger at. So try to just have as much fun with it as possible. And uh, I, I laugh at it. I think it's fun. Oh, I did too. I, I love the, both the dark humor and the absurdity. Um, like two, two things that I specifically noted. One was like trying to pass the phone back and forth across the long table with, uh, it was a Dr. Zhang. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, yeah, that was like just the the physical comedy of it. Harrison, you guys did such a great job just making that seem weird and awkward and ridiculous in what should be like a very straight-laced and serious and intense kind of situation. Um, so I love that. And the other one that I, I laughed loud enough to get somebody else's attention was the uh, the use the wipers line uh, after the, the police officer gets shot. I thought that was hysterical. Um, <laughs> You know what's funny? None of that, what you just said, was in the script. That was all That was all Charlie and Harrison who were like coming up with that as we went. We got to the office for like Dr. Han Jin and the table was so long and we just had to go for it. We were like, why don't, I was like, Har- we're like, Harrison, like get the phone and then just like pass it over. And then, <laughs> but it wasn't in the script. So everyone was kind of confused and that confusion kind of came out. And so it kind of worked. <laughs> That's okay. It, yeah, I, I think it worked really well. I loved it. At what point did you stop writing? And just kind of like, this is, this needs to be the cutoff and we're not going to go any farther with it, even though we know the time's going to continue. Like in the terms of the story? Yes. It, um, it had to be 
Cause, well, because the story, like in term, like I always wanted to make it about like the Tucker and Ralph characters. Mm -hmm. uh, in a way. Like I always, I, I knew it was the end of their story in a way. So like at the end, spoilers, if and you know, uh, but they get hung at the end basically by like the pseudo QAnon, um, and uh, it, that was always the ending to the story. It didn't matter what happened, but I knew that if there were these like kind of like uh, beings that were living throughout time it would have to be a time where uh, there was like an imbalance in the world in a way. So like they were like kind of connected through that. And I figured just what better way to do that with American politics than the most, you know, uh, hated on and most publicized election night there is. So I was like, that, that could work. That could, that could, that could be the one. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then like, in terms of uh, like actual chronology, like when did you stop writing, start filming, or, and did you, like, even as you were filming or you continue to add stuff as things happened? And like, I guess what I'm trying to get at is, um, as more has been revealed, has there been any interest or kind of, oh gosh, I wish I'd gone back and done that differently. Or this could it be an additional part to the story that I could add now that we know X, Y, or Z? I think, I don't know. Harrison, you think we could have added anything? <laughs> no, no, I don't, I don't think we needed to add anything. I, I, I do remember though, that there was uh throughout the process there were changes being made um and i think that they were essential changes and i think that there were things that were like um you know cut like if you're saying something three times how to say it once or how to make things uh just uh run a little smoother you know what i mean like you know in theater it's super dialogue heavy in film it's like all right what can we do to show this rather than say it um so there were moments of that but as far as adding things, I think I think Noah really hit the uh, the hammer on the head on as far as like like not swinging in in one direction or the other too much, you know, where mm -hmm. he sort of stayed in this area of like let's play here, let's play there. Um, but there definitely was being re rewrites happening, and I thought that that's I think that's the best, honestly. You know, you sort of play and and improvise a little bit where you can. Yeah, yeah, I, and again, I think you guys did a great job with those improvisations you know you know it'd be funny though because people uh like a lot of people see it as like such like a political satire i mean it is a political satire um but and then like everyone's like oh like uh you know you must like love politics or all that it's actually opposite where like i don't like i don't like politics and like i think it comes out in the movie but it is essential to have politics there always will be um and to be able to poke fun at that is great and uh when <laughs> when someone said that like trump was running again they're like sequel sequel they pwned me i was like oh no, no, no. <laughs> so i thought that was funny but yeah no i i think um just in the terms of like tucker ralph and like the this societal changes um that happened during that whole like time i think it's a it's a good it's a movie to watch that you can like kind of just laugh about the absurdity that was happening because it, it all was it was all like nuts and crazy we shot it during covid as well um and so it made it even more like meta in a way so who knows yeah. Yeah, well i very cool that it's a good thing that's that like on a daily basis there's something else ridiculous that comes up right i it, it, there's so many the just weird we're allowed to cuss here there's so much weird shit that happens on an, a daily hourly minutely basis i don't think that's a word minute by minute basis that you if you were to try to add all of these you know extended scenes deleted scenes you would have like the Zack Snyder cut for, for your, 
it's like you do like Sam said, where you have to stop and you're just like, I know that something's going to happen tomorrow, but we have to get this film in the can. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And I mean, Harrison could attest to this too, is that, you know, we would, I mean, every, every filmmaker uh, wants to make, you know, a, a four hour movie, five hour movie, but sometimes also, especially as like an independent project, like, you know, you don't, you have to roll with the punches. And we, you know, there were some days on set where we were guerrilla, you know, guerrilla warfaring it. You know, we, one, uh, like one day we ran out of like, you know, non-alcoholic beer for, you know, in like one of the bar scenes. And like, you know, my girlfriend, Michaela had to like run out across the street, get, you know, get beers and stuff and all that. And so like, there was, there was like really independent moments like that throughout the whole thing. And, you know, as long it, it, it comes out in it and you have to make do with what you got as well. And, uh, I don't think there would be anything I would add though. I think, you know, art is never finished. It's just abandoned. Um, and I abandoned it at a good time, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and it, this is my day job, I teach uh, English and I have students that ask me all the time as we're talking about symbols and metaphors and that kind of thing. Like, do people do that intentionally? Um, and, and I have to think that, that at least most writers probably do. Um, but I definitely noticed a lot of uh, kind of, yeah, symbols and metaphors that you had going on with the story. Um, like the, I'm forgetting the name of it now, the game that, that you guys were playing, um, the game of war or whatever it was. Um, mm -hmm. Forgive me for not remembering the, the proper name of it. But um, like that seemed kind of like to, to sort of be a symbol for your existence uh, as, as Ralph and Tucker. Um, I presume that was intentional. How many other kind of intentional metaphors did you have going on there or symbols that were, were working? I guess, I mean, so yeah, definitely the Royal Game of Ore was, was a big one, uh, which is, it, it's, yeah, it's Ore and it's actually from Ore, like the, like Mesopotamia, like it, it's a real game. Um, okay. It definitely, yeah, I have like three extra boards of it just in case we ever lost one. Um, but I'm trying to think there, I mean, Ralph and Tucker for me were like certainly symbols of a way I've had, I've had somebody come up to me and say that they were the devil and God, uh, Harrison being the devil in real life. No, um, uh, but, uh, no, I really can't remember it, the, the plague masks a hundred percent because we didn't want to say COVID and it wasn't really a plague. We, we didn't even want to like go into like the day in the life of that either. Um, I really, I don't think that I meant for anything else to be a symbol than the game. And I just kind of wanted the story to like be uh, by itself. There was a, a time where like there, there was a lot of hatred towards, you know, uh, uh, like police officers. I don't want to get too political at all. Uh, and there was like hatred towards police officers. And there was like a police scene in the movie. And there was like little things here and there that like you could interpret as certain things, but I don't, I never really intended for any of them to be one thing or another. So it's just kind of on the surface. It's whatever it is. Very cool. Okay. Good to know. Um, Pup, I think I'm running near the end of my questions. So if you have other things you want to talk about as well, please jump right in. Well, I was going to say, um, uh, Noah is right, because sometimes it's an unintentional uh, use of imagery or, you know, symbolism that where it's happening on like a subconscious level, right? Like, like you said, uh, on the surface, but maybe a little bit lower, something was going, you know what, we're going to put, we're going to put this little thing here 
it it might just seem like set design but something else was like you know you know let's put this here because it means something to whomever is you know designing the set or whoever's uh, set up the scene you know things like that but maybe in the reading of the script and the the telling you know of the story that Noah and Harrison and Charlie and everybody did maybe there is a little unintentional symbolism and it, I don't think that's a bad thing I think it's just something that happens. It, it, that's got to be something in all the Kubrick movies. I feel like that's got to be a thing. We're like, obviously, he was so he was extremely detail oriented, but mm -hmm. at a certain point, sometimes they take it like like so far out of it. Like The Shining has so many different things that, like, I bet if Kubrick was here today, he'd be like, I definitely did not mean what that dude said. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Well, yeah, and, but, and you're right because, and a lot of it is interpretation, interpretation of your actors you know, as they're, they're reading the script and there's, you know, looking at the scene and someone could have just set up the room, set up the scene, but to the actor, it hits them in a, or, you know, or her, or her in a certain way. And they're like, they are, they are giving that meaning to something that might not be anything. So that's, it's, it's all interpretation. And that's, what's so cool about stories and writing and film. I think it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, definitely. I also think that um, in, in, in this story, the characters of, of Tucker and Ralph, they, they are technically, they are government agents. And normally you hate those people, or at least your average Joe does. But in this case, I, I personally think that they are the average Joe. They're trying to do the right thing, trying to figure out what exactly is going on, which I think everyone was doing in sort of in the last couple of years and people are still doing, no one really knows. Um, even though that they have some authority, or at least they think they do. And I think most people feel like they have some, some authority to an extent because it's a democracy and so on. Um, so I think as far as the character goes and symbolism, I think that they're symbolistic to the people. Um, and usually the people get screwed, uh, for lack of a better word. Uh, and that's what happened to them. Uh, so that's, as far as character goes, I think it's symbolism uh, as far as that goes. Right. And it's something I say all the time. At the end of the day, almost everyone is just doing their job. You know, I mean, some jobs might be much better than other people's jobs. You know, I'm no queen or princess, <laughs> but, you know, Sam's a school teacher. And I think that's that's a really cool job. You know, you guys, your agents, that's your job. You have a boss. Everybody has a boss, you know, it's just like, I think people forget like your characters. It's like, you said something about uh, the devil, God, and the devil. And I can't remember their names exactly. Sam might be able to help me, but in good omens, the two angels, uh, I think one was Azazel maybe, but that's kind of, it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be good and bad. It doesn't always have to be uh, good and evil, right? You guys are just two dudes doing your jobs. Exactly. And people hate you. <laughs> so <laughs> it's yeah, it, it's like uh, like a meter maid, like someone who's who's giving out tickets like it's it just... sucks, but it's, it's their job. <laughs> it does suck. Well, guys, Noah, you told us it is out now on Tubi and Amazon Prime. Tubi's free. Tubi is awesome. Um, what is up next for you, Noah? Uh, for me, uh... I want to do something, 
I want to do something really, I mean, this is, this is just going to sound dumb, but I want to do something really ambitious. So I've been working with a lot of virtual effects artists to create um, a world basically where I want to, you know, infuse basically a virtual production. Um, so completely CG environments and stuff like that with live action characters and try and try to really get into the, the realm of like science fiction fantasy, which is always where I really wanted to go. Um, but you know, if, the some of the projects right now that are not working out you know and it takes a little bit more time I would love to do another comedy film a hundred percent uh I have this great I don't want to talk about like that much but a great script I feel like I told Harrison about it about these uh this guy who works at a like a sandwich shop and uh and it's just hysterical and uh, I, I it's about like the like the Jewish part of the town the Italian part of the town and it's basically just about my town growing up and it's pretty funny and we'll see what happens but sci-fi fantasy 100 percent. nice so what you're what i'm hearing you say is it's like romeo and juliet but it's with sandwiches i hear you i hear you it's <laughs> it's the hatfield boy but it's hoagies <laughs> exactly exactly that's all, all we're gonna tell the people that's it y'all gotta wait and see harrison what's you uh so a lot's changed in the last since uh last time i saw noah i moved to uh out to la with my wife and uh we're kind of just getting our feet wet out here uh because i'm from new york originally um so i just moved out here uh just been auditioning trying to see what's next i i have also written and produced uh a couple of shorts with a, a buddy of mine from acting school back home and uh, we're trying to figure out what our next project's gonna be. We're in the middle of writing it. Uh, we stick to shorts usually because financially it makes the most sense. And um, you know, it, it's just where we're at right now. And um, so yeah, a lot of writing. I'm also trying to figure out how to get back on stage and I'm trying to put together like a one man show, but I'm not a hundred percent the entire, what the entire premise is from start to finish. Um, right. So yeah, just trying to, trying to get my feet wet out here, you know? Listen, hear me out and you might have to, you know, get permission from Noah, but your one man show could be a two man show and it mm -hmm. could be Tucker and his therapist. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be at least a four hour to five hour one man show, two man show. <laughs> That's why that's why Harrison was such a was was so good for this part too because I mean the, the film is a is a lot of dialogue and he said that you know he loved being on stage and you know he also said that you know plays are a ton of dialogue they got to be dialogue heavy because it's usually just things going on in a room or a few rooms um, and when he and when he told me that you know he he loved like dialogue heavy things and w could do it and then we got there the first day and then he gave that whole monologue about you know taxation and. And you know, fascism versus paranoia, uh, which like the first day went so smooth. I was like, we got it. We're good. We're, we're <laughs> so I'd love to see Harris on stage. That'd be really fun. Let me no, hop on there with you. What? Let me get on the stage with you. Let's see what I can do. Oh, absolutely. You gotta come out here, man. I'm I'm trying to get everyone to move here. So just come <laughs> here. I'm trying to get you guys to move back. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the marquee now. It's like Harrison Marks as you know, in Tucker goes to the shrink, shrinks play. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, yeah, awesome. I, I, that would definitely be worth, it. definitely something I would go see. 
Absolutely. Well, can guys, can they, uh, can they follow you on social media? Is there a website for the film, things like that? Totally. Yeah. Um, so most things I post on my like socials, YouTube and Instagram are my mains. Uh, it's at Noah's Ark creative and Noah's Ark creative. Well, I mean, Mark's Ark, but then again, it's also not that creative because think about it. Noah's Ark is I could have come up with something. No, Noah's Ark creative. Um, and yeah, that's where I post like everything about the film right now. And then you, like on the website and everything. And uh, yeah, I put I, I keep posting scenes on uh, YouTube too. So at one point or another, it's just all going to be out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Cool. I have to ask because you mentioned YouTube and Instagram and I feel you on that. Uh, the whole hullabaloo of Twitter over the last few weeks, huh? I don't, I, it's just, that's like a whole nother ballpark now. Uh, as long as just the stuff, as long as my, like the films and the content, and I, I hate the word content, but the, the films and the, the ideas are out there um, in any way, as long as people can access them, I'm happy with it a hundred percent to, to keep adding to my like repertoire of like the Twitter and the Facebook and all that. I mean, I have the Facebook too, but just to stick to two, cause it, you know, I, uh, it's just me down here. So I got, I'm the one. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but just those two for now. But yeah, Twitter's fun. Well, you know, and there's a second idea for Harrison's one man show. You know, <laughs> it's just him in the office. He took over Twitter. And he has no yeah. idea what he's. Well, I, before we jump to Harrison, I'm so sorry, but Sam and I would agree. Sam and I actually met on Twitter and we love it or we loved it previously because it was books, it was films, it was, you know, auto imagination. It was, talking about the kids you know it was a lot of fun and now there's nothing but nastiness and like politics which we hate to hate to talk about and it's just it's so sad it yeah I've been it, for 13 years and this is the worst it's ever been it's so sad I just I just saw the 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 Kanye West on Alex Jones I I, yeah. I was I was just watching that right before this so I was like baffled and then like I and then Harrison texted me like oh we're on um and uh, I don't know, I, I was just speechless from that. I came on all jarred. <laughs> Listen, when Alex Jones is saying that something's too much, I mean, <laughs> this, this asshole said all the stuff that he said, you know, and for him to be like, whoa, maybe you need to back off a little bit. It's like, Kanye, you lost your goddamn mind. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's your Twitter handle? No, I'm just kidding. Here's <laughs> What are your socials so people can follow you and uh, keep up to date with what's going on? Um, I am on Facebook, but that's not a place to like really find me. That's just for old friends. Uh, Twitter, I'm not really on. Uh, Instagram, I'm on. It's, uh, Har- it's at Harrison underscore Marks, M-A-R-X. Um, and I have my other, like my production uh, Instagram, like where, where I shoot all the films and post them is uh, zeal.films uh, on Instagram. Yeah, because Zeal period films. Um, cool. And that's where people could find me. That's where they could find uh, any releases that I'm working on personally, um, or they could just see into my life and see what I'm doing. Oh, that's awesome. Sam, do you have any final thoughts? I love the film. I had a great time watching it. I'm going to go back and watch it again here in the next week or two when I don't have papers to grade anymore. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I thought it was a wonderful job. I think, I think you guys did, did great with it. Um, the writing was great. It was sharp. It was, like I said, I love that, that it, you are equal opportunity hater. Um, and, uh, 
Harrison, I thought you and Charlie did a great job just playing off each other. It was a, a really enjoyable uh, comedic duo to watch. Um, I loved it. Yeah, Char Charlie's a he's a, a really stand up dude. He's he's funny, and I think the other thing is is that you have to approach this this kind of film and this kind of uh, subject. You have to be okay with some dark humor and a little bit of ridiculousness. And Charlie's uh, he was he was great. Like he and I were even off like when we weren't shooting. It was. He was just a fun dude to hang out with and he's a hell of an actor. Yeah, yeah. You guys had great chemistry together. I, I love those Thank things. You. Like every time you guys were on, I was like, all right, this is getting better. <laughs> I feel like there was one, there was like one line that like um the, the one of the producers said was that like you guys are meant to be just like really, really long time roommates. And then, like, I feel like right after that, it was just like, boom, it's like, oh, all right, we're just, I guess we're like, that's like a great way to do it. And I feel like that's like what really likes, and then ever, I never had to like direct them in a way that like, they made it so easy for me to just like, basically just be there and be like, all right, guys, have fun. I'm, we're going to hit record, you know, <laughs> action. And so, yeah, that's it was awesome. great. I can just see Noah's like watching them act out the scene giving no direction and at the end of it he's just like well that was great thanks thanks <laughs> <laughs> no notes <laughs> yeah that was it i just sent them a nice thank you text after we wrapped after we wrapped you know we went to go get a drink and it's like thanks for thanks for that and <laughs> no we, yeah no because we, we all lived in the same area too while we were filming so it, it, it was also um and a lot of like the the older actors as well like madam evergreen kathy richter um uh, everybody was at least like a New York local at the time. So it made production super swift in mm -hmm. getting uh, to all those places. We shot like Manhattanville College, a bunch, and uh, a ton of like, um, you know, places in New York. And uh, and I even went down a little bit to get some stock footage basically of uh, DC because I have a good friend down there. I went to go stay with him. So I was just shooting around and uh, yeah, it, it, it was just a really swift and easy production. And, it, and especially... Um, when it was Harrison, Charlie, Yulia, and uh, my girlfriend Michaela, who were on set a bunch, it, it was very like familiar and uh, in like a nice kind of group, and we wouldn't be afraid to go out and get a few drinks after either. So that was fun. Awesome. I Speaking of DC, so I I live just outside DC now. I actually worked on Capitol Hill for ten years before coming to do the teaching thing. Um, where did you film the bathroom with the Dr. Fauci character? Um, Cause that actually looked a lot like some of the bathrooms that I've seen on Capitol Hill. <laughs> no, yeah, we didn't. We, we shot that at, uh, at a, at the castle of Manhattanville college in Purchase, New York. Uh, okay. So, I mean, listen, it's a, it's a beautiful looking bathroom. That's why we picked it. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's very nice, but okay, cool. Just curious, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> Love the he show was... guys. Thank you so much. Into the Capitol building. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. And I look forward to seeing more from you guys. I hope that you become, actually, I don't know if it's politically correct to say this. I was going to say, I hope that you guys become the Burton and Depp, but they're kind of, <laughs> they're on the bad side of the newspapers lately. Mm -hmm. Sam, give us another example. They are going to be. Um, like Matt Damon, Ben Affleck of the, uh, no, because they're both actors, not the actor director. Um, I don't know. Burton and Depp is the only. De there you go. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Have that that relationship because you you have an ease when you talk to each other. Just you know, doing this interview. So and Noah saying that there was an ease working with you. I think this could be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh absolutely. 
we're deep in it now. He's stuck. <laughs> it's true love. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. And I hate the holidays, but I hope you guys have happy holidays, okay? Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Pleasure talking to you guys. Thank Good you very much. Us. Absolutely. Next, see you guys great. later. See you on the next one. That's right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Sam. Good night, Pop. <laughs>